Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweet. And if you go chasing rabbits and you know you're going to fall, tell them Saturday Draft Live has given you the call. Yes, these are some slightly altered lyrics from White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane, and this is Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney, and I am joined today by a man who, I don't know if he's really hungover or he's just been hit with a bit of a bug, but he's dealing with a sore throat, and yet he presses on much like the good work experience graduate that he is. It is Ryan Dalgleish. I actually was the driver last night. I am I am completely sober, David, unfortunately, but my voice says otherwise. But <laughs> thank you for having me, as always, and... Uh, trying to be the the, the loyal um <laughs> like the favorite child of the class kind of thing so we'll keep it going uh you, you, you can slack off a little bit during work experience but when you're a fully fledged host you know we expect expect you to meet deliverables and meet goals and you know what this early start and the fact you come in with a sore throat is you're really you're really putting in the the grind here so fair play to you Thanks but what do you much. say well, what do you say we kick off with the top three of the week? Uh, and coming in at third place with nine points is Tony Storm, successfully retaining the interim AEW Women's title at Grand Slam. Though Tony Storm's had a bit of a quiet season thus far, but ever since she became interim world champion following Thunder Rosa's injury, she's started to really start to rack up some points here. And she's no stranger to the draft either. She's always been a, a bit of a sort of lower, lower tiered or late round pick, but What's been your impression of Tony Storm this season thus far? I think, especially beginning of the season, there wasn't much direction. It was all speculation and hope and potential hope to kick off early. Uh, Thunder Rosa's injury playing well on her hands there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is going to work exponentially, potentially, this season. Because I don't think she's going to lose it anytime soon. She's only mm-hmm. just got it as well. And we don't have much longer. We're what, halfway through the season? Yep, just past the halfway point six, seven, eight weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like um she's not losing that title throughout the 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 season. The only, my only worry is with AEW booking women's wrestling. Um mm-hmm. I just hope she gets her television time to keep it consistent because it's looking good. Yeah, and there's also the X factor that arrived in the form of Soraya. But I think we'll uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later on uh just as we do the analysis here. Coming at second place this week, we have the Usos with 11 points after a successful tag team title retention over the Brawling Brutes. Uh, and obviously making a lot of appearances across SmackDown this week, in particular with the addition of Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn as well, keeping the, the angle interesting. But another title defense for the Usos. I mean, that's got to give uh, our listeners league winner Dan some much needed respite, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. Um, I think, I mean, this was a no-brainer pick uh, to be perfectly honest with you. You know that as well. Everyone knows that. Uh, but I think Dan's needing that little boost, and you can see that now with him in fifth position, where um, things are getting a bit tight. But yeah, this was just consistent. They're going to mm-hmm. be there, David. They're going to be there. Yeah. And um, um, it's just going to stay that way. <laughs> I just don't see any they- different. Yeah, and taking the top spot this week on 12 points is Scott's captain, Bailey, with 12 points. Now, damage control, as we've seen, are basically available across both shows. So, And as we've seen in the past, 
having a superstar that appears on multiple times on WWE programming is a bit of a, a bit of a gift, especially if they're either champions or associated with champions. And Bailey is returning back to her historical form where she's arguably one of the best draft picks of all time. But you think the association with damage control is, um, is going to just boost her back to where the, where she was originally. Oh yeah. Um, I think see when you've got, uh, like I, even with just damage control in general, including Bailey this as well, when you have them in both shows, it almost becomes like a seventh pick. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that very useful too. If you know they're going to be in different brands throughout the week, that's that's an absolute no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bailey's just consistent. She's all she's whenever she's been uh, fit, she's always been so good in this draft, and no wonder she's glorified as much as she is on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I said to Scott last week, you know we've had to do quite a bit of damage control with the top 10 of the season because all three of them are actually Ooh. sitting very comfortably in the top three positions. Bailey on 76, Eosky on 77, and Dakota on 79. Uh, and I keep, I keep reiterating this at the start of the season, this was a hot new act coming out of SummerSlam. I don't know why everybody just pounced on them, you know, for the tag team or singles pick straight away, but, you know, they're leaving them for second round and look what's happened. So I think that's going to come back to bite them. Well, that's the thing, though, with... Acts like uh, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky. I actually got it right there. Did I get it right? I did get yeah, it right. yeah, you got it. Um, like when you get a new hot act, something new, you jump on it in this draft because it's always points. Mm. Almost always points, especially if you put Bailey in the middle of them. So you're gonna you're you're gonna pounce on it. And as soon as Ryan picked Dakota, I had to pick Eo because yeah. the tag team option was gone and. I should have picked Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see how that's we'll see that how that's looking in the top ten leaderboard of the of the season thus far. So still in last place, unfortunately, somebody who most likely will get the wooden spoon is Andy Mitchell with Vince McMahon's financial advisor on seventy seven and a half points. Next we have on ninth we have Gary with Team Viscera, ninety six points. Uh, eighth we have Grant with Watafunaki, 115 points. He's sort of dropped down the table a little bit in the last few weeks. Uh, next, we have a quite a tight race from sixth, all, from seventh rather, all the way up to second place. So we have Stephen Wilson in seventh with the Wilson Wankers on 130. We have Scott McLeod, Ding Dong Cowboy Shit on 135. Then we have the Listeners League winner, Dan Axel Jameson, Balls of Jericho on 137. He's overtaking quite a few... Uh, past winners so far. So I think this has got to be one of the best listeners league performances we've seen thus far. Uh, fourth place. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pipe down. Uh, fourth place, we have Ross McLeod with the full-bodied Bordeaux on 140. Then we have you, Ryan. Ryan Dogleash. Hello. Uh, third place with Ryan's Redeemers on 142, just two points ahead of Ross. And just ahead of you, who's overtaking you this week, it's Ryan Gallagher with North Bend, South Bend, Comrades All on 143. So we've got a very, very close race between these last few positions here. So the weekly scores are going to be crucial at this stage. And of course, Jack, the three-time Kings of Drafting, 163 points, top of the table. No no change of story there. But Ryan, here's something I'd like to throw past you. Okay. Dan and Scott are tied for uh, weekly scores this week, both scoring 23 from this week alone. Okay. They're pretty much neck and neck in the draft. Dan is just two points ahead. 
Then you've got you and other Ryan, Ryan Gallagher. Uh, you scored 16 this week. Ryan scored 18. That was the difference maker that hopped Ryan into second place this time around. Yeah. Like, how crucial are these last few weeks? You know, with a, I think AEW's got another pay-per-view coming up in the next few weeks. And then, obviously, WWE's doing Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. Like, where do you think the points are going to be going ahead for these remaining pay-per-views? Um, I think um, it's... I, I, find, I find with this draft, especially this season, there's more points in WWE than there is in AEW, just with the changes that have happened in the last two months, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely looking at Extreme Rules and Crown Jewel as opposed to AEW, especially for myself because I don't have any AEW. That was deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm... Um, well, neither does Jack, all things considered. Yeah, um, I think that was a wise decision, to be honest, because there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's more change. And change is yeah. always good for the draft, so um, you don't want to be... Because AEW's got that problem that WWE had two and a half years ago, where there's too many people and nobody's got on television. Yeah. Unless well, you win. <laughs> if you look at the, the total points uh, out of all the shows, um, <laughs> WWE programming as a whole has generated just over 1,700, whereas AEW has only generated just over 1,000. And of all those points drafted, uh, WWE has a 977 out of that 1,700, so just shy of half is from the points drafted, which makes sense given the size of the roster. But AEW, looking at AEW specifically, only 301 of those 1,060 points have been drafted by our participants. So would you say there's been there's been a bit of a misselection when it comes to AEW picks? Uh, do you mean in favour of? Like, uh, um, I feel like a lot of people who in this draft who do pick a lot of AEW are people that tend to watch AEW over WWE as well. Like, mm-hmm. Grant watches AEW over WWE mostly, right? Yeah, he's mostly AEW picks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he picked Moxley around one. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of hours as well. But I, I just think, for me personally, WWE is just the place you're going to get most of the points, with some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, I mean, Grant's had a bit of a bad couple of weeks, you know, because... Uh, Swerve at Our Glory lost the tag titles this week. Yes. Malachi yes. Blacks uh, requested his release, so that's a bit of a shame there. The only non-WWE pick he has is Roxanne Perez, and he's not quite the top of the women's division in NXT just yet, but he did um, get Tony Storm the, the win with the interim women's title, so I suppose that's what's keeping him uh, avoiding last place at this stage. Yeah, definitely. Um but before we go into our last section, um, we're going to do a little bit of fantasy booking uh, for our last section. But before we do that, Ryan, will you be able to power through and get us through the uh, the cesspit that is the Listener's League? Oh, I'll, David, I'll do that proudly this week because we are added. We are finally, Stephen has finally found time to add our teams to beat into Listener's League. And I am buzzing to tell you the results, right? But mm-hmm. before we get there... The oh, I can see why, yeah. The actual top five, we are fifth place, Elliot Cantor, with 130.5 points, with... Why am I... I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
I've not know. seen that over a sore throat. Um, two points ahead. Who knows at this point? Craig's for safe. Third place, Johnny Adam, last minute picks on 139. Then we have Stuart, safepistywithconrad.com. 147, and the revenated change halfway through the season, David Campbell, formerly Ron, the, um, <laughs> Ron, Wilson. Goat, Ron Wilson, thank you, I, I did forget, and Team Goat with 160 points. Um, I actually, I'll not lie, David, I clicked on the spreadsheet before it was updated, and I, I got excited at the idea of Stuart catching David, and I'm very, <laughs> I've, now, I've now seen the updated versions of Leicester's League, and I am not happy. However, this doesn't matter because if I go to the LL teams to beat Dave, mm-hmm. our top three, one point ahead of David Campbell is yourself on 174 points. Yep, the big Bobby yeah. clubs running wild. <laughs> the big Bobby clubs running wild. Uh, we have Jack on 181. And then, obviously, David, I might be the work experience boy here. <laughs> greatest listener of all time, 206 points, 25 points ahead. Mm. You know what? I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that you've got two-thirds of damage control in your team and your captain's Bailey, who is, as we've said, the third highest scorer in the season thus far. I I, I think that was obvious, to be honest. I, I don't understand. Obviously, we had like two weeks notice, but <laughs> like it just seems like an easy one for me, personally. Um, Scott, however, ninth place, 148 points. Good thing he's on this show, eh, David? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's not even in the top five of the active listeners league at this point. Like, it's just three three of us, and then there's five people, and then Scott. I mean, for a two-time draft winner, that's pretty poor. And for someone who talks a lot of game about how easy the listeners league is, he plays you know what I think? Might, you know what I think might be the difference maker here? Is that us three at the top, we all picked Broad Breaker as our fifth-round pick. And yes. our last round pick, he chose Stokely Hathaway. Like, what was he thinking? I, I get, like, see, see during draft or like week one, and I, I totally got that. But we could, two, we, three or four weeks in, we could see the point difference already. Mm-hmm. It made zero sense to pick Stokely. I thought about it, but you look at the numbers and you're like, I'm literally losing points here. Hi. I think the only round. Where all of us have chosen different picks is round is our round second to last round pick. We've all chosen different people. So I have Jungle Boy, you have Kevin Owens, Jack has the acclaimed, and Scott has Tony Storm here. So a bit, bit of a bit of a mixed week for all of them. You know, Jungle Boy got a win, Tony Storm got a win, the acclaimed got a win, Kevin Owens is teaming with Johnny Gargano to face Alpha Academy on Raw. Like everything should be all hunky dory in the next next wee while. Yeah, um, very good, very good. Um, I just hope the listeners, the better be listening. Just oh, remember, I hope so, yeah. Just remember, <laughs> I'm the daddy in this part. <laughs> and let me guess, we have to acknowledge the daddy, as it were. I actually, I actually do have a Bloodline t-shirt on right now, David, and I am I am repping it today. <laughs> Tell you what, I mean, if anybody in Cardiff saw you wearing that, you'd probably get a doing after what happened well, there. Well, thankfully, I wasn't in Cardiff, so you did the right thing by staying at home. But anyway, enough of that. We've got a, fa- a little bit of fantasy booking to do to wrap things up. You know, it's yeah. a little bit of, uh, a little bit of creativity, a little bit of interaction. But with the announcement that Survivor Series is bringing back War Games, Thank you. I think we should take a look at the 
the current standing of the storylines in WWE and see where what would be your ideal male and female war games match based on current WWE storylines. So and just for clarification, Triple H said it's going to be based on storylines rather than brand warfare. So let's start with the, the women's war games match. Now, one, uh, one, one thing I'm going to throw out there already, damage control. Should oh, they yeah. be one side of the, the bracket? Yeah, definitely. I, especially, I think Dakota and EO have done the match before, right? Because a couple NXT, of times, yeah. Yeah. So that that's that that seems like a no-brainer for me. It, it just it's speed names alone, and then with the storyline, they're the biggest uh, stable in the women's division. Mm-hmm. So if War Games is traditionally four v four, though, right? Yeah, I tell you what. Just for the purposes of this fantasy booking, we'll go with the current NXT format. So it's it's four v four, and it will be you know one in at a time. The match begins when all competitors are in. If you leave the cage, your team forfeits. The only way to win is by pinfall or submission after everybody enters. Yeah, okay. Uh, the only issue with not with it being damage control, you need a fourth. So mm. I'll throw a spot in the works here, right? Okay. So Bailey, Dakota, EO, Ronda Rousey. Ooh. Morgan, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair. That sounds really, really juicy. Because you've already got a three v three, you just need the other title and a feud. So just, but I don't know how. Yeah. You get, I don't know how you cross them both over. Is the only worry. Hmm. I think. Yeah, I think if I could make a slight change to that, you know, apparently, I think Alexa Bliss might be going a bit undergoing a bit of a character change again. But assuming that does happen, and for for some reason she gets taken out, we see did see on SmackDown there was a bit of interaction between Damage Control. Raquel and Shotzi. Do you think those two might get involved somehow? Yeah, um, that's not our option because uh, they brought Shotzi in because Aaliyah is off television at the minute. But mm. Is it a kayfabe injury? Possibly, yeah. yeah. So it could be them in- involved instead. Uh, or another thing I've got thinking, if you think like Ronda Shayna and two others mm-hmm. versus Love Raquel, Shotzi, and someone else. Mm. That's my two. That's my two thoughts. Yeah, because you're putting you know the what? title on both, right? I, I, think, I think your idea of damage control and Ronda Rousey uh, versus Bianca, Alexa, Asuka, and Liv might possibly be the most realistic at this point. But yeah, I don't know how you cross it over. As I said, as well. Yeah. Either way, um, I suppose if damage controls across both shows, it kind of sort of sets it up pretty nicely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway, so that's sort of our penciled-in women's war games. Now, let's move on to the men's. I think it's going to be a no-brainer that the bloodline's going to be on one side, right? Roman Reigns, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa? Or are you thinking something different? So, there's two things I'm going to go for my favourite one, right? You can either have Roman or Sami in the match. Okay. I can imagine it being Sammy. But what my idea is, is you have Roman instead, have Kevin Owens, Johnny Gargano, and two other wrestlers for the custody of Sami Zayn. <laughs> you know what? I actually saw... He could be in a cage at the top of the war games. <laughs> he gets lowered down to the victors. The... That's my idea. 
I'm actually glad you brought up some. I had seen a rumor online. I think it was just like a fan that posted a graphic of it, where between now and Survivor Series, like Sami Zayn gets kicked out the bloodline for some reason, because at the minute he's already massively over with the crowd. Oh yeah. And I uh, think that what you said about Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano, Panda Express. Yeah. Can you imagine if they teamed up with he Sami Zayn ends up reuniting with his old NXT comrades? And yeah. that fourth spot, bear with me on this one. Tommaso Ciampa. Ooh. So it's like original NXT versus the bloodline. Move Champa away from the Miz, yeah, and then go from there. Yeah, I, th- I think you need to get Champa away from the Miz a little bit because uh, you know, you know Triple H, right? He's going to be the one overseeing all this. Yeah. I think he'd be remiss if he didn't have some of his old NXT NXT favorites going up against yeah. the biggest faction, the biggest men's faction at the in current WWE. Yeah, I do like the idea of it. The only problem is obviously the execution. We've noticed from Triple H's changes doesn't act like he makes small changes as you go, so you're not just chopping something immediately. So like, he's kept jumping with Miz mm-hmm. because you can't just take him a like really, a lot of Vince booking is like if he didn't like something, just stop to next week. Just didn't do it. But I think Triple H is like try to just ease it away or like mm-hmm. try to improve it and see if it works. If it doesn't, you can just fade it out. And then do something else, as opposed yeah. to just chopping it. I think the best example was when, see when Austin Theory was part of Steph Rollins's, uh, like um, Messiah stable. Messiah stable, but he was on it for like two weeks, and then he was in NXT. Mm-hmm. Then, then there was no reason, there was no execution as to why. It just that's the way he did. Um, I don't. I think he doesn't want to do that, which makes a lot of sense. But mm-hmm. um, I'd be very interested if it was Champa, to be honest with you. Remember, there's still two months to go. I think they could easily bring that all together in some yeah. capacity. Very true. But I think we're both on the agreement that the bloodline and damage control should represent the majority of, or at least the full side, of each War Games match. I, I will say, though, see if they make it, like, see the 4v4 tag matches we've had the last few weeks of SmackDown. Don't do uh-huh. that, please. Don't oh, do no, that. no, no, no. Not at all. Because two years ago, that would have happened. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want that. <laughs> I mean, brand warfare was good for its time, but I think war game stipulation is just going to be exactly what we need at this point, especially under Triple H's creativity. But I think you know what? Let's let's hold those thoughts in, and then just hope that Uncle Paul delivers come Survivor Series, and it should be good draft points for whoever gets selected for that team. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's going to do it for us here on Saturday Draft Live. Thank you, Ryan, for powering through your little uh, raspy throat. Thank you very much, David. Um, I'm glad I didn't host because that would have been a very different... <laughs> and I didn't have to shout war games, so yeah. I'm safe. We're okay. Uh, and if you've uh, enjoyed this week's show, make sure you're subscribed to all of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet across your preferred podcasting platform, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Android... Anything in between, all all good Android podcasting sites. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Join our community page where you can post your fantasy booking of war games uh, this year. Uh, 
But for myself and Ryan Dalglish, this has been Saturday Draft Live, the number one show on ETC Play Tweets back catalogue. And we will see you next time. Auf Wiedersehen. War Games! <laughs>